Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of 20 Minute Tuesdays with Chris Tada. I hope I sound like Mrs. Doubtfire because that's exactly what I'm going for. But I haven't seen the movie in a wee bit. So I don't really know if I'm doing a good job. Probably not. <laughs> I'm probably doing terrible. Anyways, um... I'm a little upset at myself, and I'm going to tell you guys why. I was at work the other day. Yeah, I know. I keep telling myself I'm just going to stop showing up, but I just keep going because I'm a sucker or whatever. Actually, no. I actually really like where I am at the moment, so. <laughs> Money. Anyway, the other day at work, we were talking about politics, which are disgusting. <clears throat> keep them away from me. But, um, one of my coworkers brought up filibusters. And I've always, always, always wanted to do a filibuster because it's literally just an excuse to stand up in front of a bunch of borderline important people and just talk. And at first you have a point, and then you don't. And then you just say whatever. It's like from that episode of Parks and Rec when Leslie did the filibuster in roller skates and she just started talking about absolute nonsense like it doesn't even matter you just gotta keep talking and that's when it hit me I should have named this podcast Krista's filibuster that would have been so much funnier and just it would have made more sense because that's all I do is just talk and talk and talk about everything and nothing all at one time and I mean with filibusters there's typically a point there's there's definitely a reason that they're doing it but with me there's no reason so I mean I'm I'm not actually doing a filibuster but I am doing a filibuster I could totally do a filibuster but um I've decided I'm I'm speaking it into existence right now. When I have a comedy special, whether that's on Comedy Central, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, DVD, Blu-ray, whatever. Whatever I have my Netflix special. Netflix. You get dibs. Um, Anyway, whenever I have my comedy special, my big comedy special, which is going to happen one day, it's going to be called Krista's Filibuster. And the trailer for it is going to be like a coming-of-age film from the 80s. And at the end of it, it's like, Krista's Filibuster. You know, like the Sandlot, but where the ending, it just tells, tells where everybody ended up that I talked about in my specials, like, (laughs) Krista's manager that she had a crush on ended up, yeah, it's just gonna be, it's gonna be good, it's gonna be called Krista's Filibuster, and I'm so excited to share it with you guys, um, I haven't even shared it with myself yet, but it's gonna happen, it's, um, it's, it's gonna happen. I'm just disappointed that I didn't think of the name Krista's Filibuster for this podcast, but it's fine. We all we all get a little stupid, you know? I just um I just finished watching an episode of Friends 
And I'll be honest, I love Friends. I think it's a great TV show. Do I think it's the funniest show? No. But I love it. And I know that I know that that's basic. And I know that I don't care. I know that it's basic and I know that I don't care because I love it. It makes me happy. And I realize every single day that I am more and more like Chandler Bing. (laughs) Every day, I grow a little more into him. Like, I'm morphing into Chandler Bing. I'm becoming Chandler Bing. And something that made me realize that today was um, when I was in the break room talking to a couple of my managers... (laughs) Uh, I was telling them about an incident that happened to me about a year ago when I was left um, left at the mall by a group of friends. Won't get into that right now. Won't get into my sad and pathetic life and what molded me into the sad little person I am today. No, I'm kidding. I'm fine. <laughs> That's what they all say. But no, really, I'm fine. Um, and I was telling them about that and I was laughing about it. Like, I was cracking up. And they looked at me with the just most serious look on their faces. And I said, I said, no, it's okay. You can laugh. It's funny. And they were like, Krista, is it funny? I was like, I mean, not at the time. Like, that shit hurt it at the time. But it's funny. You can laugh. And they were like, no, that's not funny. That's (laughs) really messed up. I'm really sorry you had to go through that. And I was like, no, 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 don't, <laughs> do not do this. We're not turning this into a therapy session, okay? You know, at least let me pay you guys. Let me give you, I'll give them a dollar each for listening to my, <laughs> my trauma. But I was like, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a little sad and it really shaped me, I think, as a person, but but it's funny now. We can laugh about it. We can all have a good, we can have a good laugh. We can have a good joke. It's funny. It's all right. It's just, it's Tuesday, isn't it? (laughs) But, but it's, it's kind of interesting to see things that I think are funny, kind of borderline, but not really dramatic things that have happened to me. Just, bad things that have happened to me that shape me into a person into the person that I am today it's just funny how I think that some of them are funny and then I say them to other people and I recognize the look on their face and I'm like oh no that's no 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 that's not right that's not the reaction I was looking for like whenever I tell people uh, stories about my grandparents um the ones that are no longer with us which is every one of them but one I always, you know, tell this cutesy story about my grandfather, and then I ended abruptly by saying, he's dead now. <laughs> and I realize, like, that I, I, I do that kind of stuff, I think, to cope with it, maybe a little bit, but it's just so, it's just, I feel like it's a good way to, to end the story, because I think I do, like, when I'm talking about my grandparents, and when I end the sentence or the story with they're dead now, it's so that the person I'm telling the story to won't ask about them. Like, won't ask where they are now and, what like, what they're doing now. So they won't be like, aww, 
you're so lucky to have such a great grandparent. Like, you know, I just try to avoid that as much as possible. And I don't want them to be like, oh, well, tell your grandma that I sit. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> I just want to avoid that conversation. So I abruptly end every story about my grandparents with they're dead now. Obviously, except for stories about my living grandmother, which I, I don't tell anyone she's gone because she's not. But, um, that's a given. But it's just, I just feel like that's a Chandler Bing thing to do. I'm a poet. And I did know it. (laughs) My fan just got louder. The ghosts are here. Eh. No. But yeah, um, every day I'm morphing into Chandler Bing. And I'm not really, not too upset about it. I'm actually feeling pretty good about it. Getting a little funnier every day, maybe, possibly, probably not. One can only hope. Um, but another thing I've recognized about myself is my dreams. Uh, they hold power. They, I, Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I am a psychic. I'm clairvoyant. And I'm going to tell you how. I had a dream last night. That one of my managers was coming back from vacation. And granted, 80% of my dreams involve my job and my coworkers and obviously management. They go right along with coworkers, I think. But that's just one deli clerk's opinion. <laughs> anyway, like, you know, I spend all my time at work, so 80% of my dreams are my coworkers and my job. So last night I had a dream that my manager came back from vacation, which was oddly specific. My manager was, in fact, on vacation. And then I got into work today, and guess who was there? I'll give you precisely five seconds to answer. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi. My manager. Yeah, that's right. He was back from vacation after I had a dream that he came back from vacation. I'm just saying, I may or may not have manifested it. It may have been purely coincidental, but I don't think so. I really do. I think that I I am so powerful. You don't even, you guys don't even understand. You guys don't even understand the power that I hold that I don't even know. I'm just predicting the future left and right. And before you know it, it's... God, if my dreams predict the future, then we are in for a really, really, really weird ride. I can't even even begin to fathom the strange world that we are about to enter if my dreams predict the future. That's a little scary. That's a little sketch. A little sus. Not gonna lie. Uh, It's kind of like... Whenever you have a dream that you're sitting on the toilet. And you wake up pissing yourself. Please tell me that's not just something that happened to me. Because I have... This is gonna sound... This is gonna be embarrassing. But you know what? We're all friends here. I have pissed myself twice this year and I literally haven't haven't peed the bed since I was 
a little kid. But I've done it twice this year. And I don't know if it's a bladder control thing or if it's like a brain thing or a mental health thing because I don't know if it's like anxiety. <laughs> anxiety. <laughs> God, that was terrible. I don't know what it is. I'm being very vulnerable with you guys right now. Consider yourselves extremely lucky. But I don't know what it is. And I'm so, it's so embarrassing. How am I going to fall in love and get married if I piss the bed? Oh my god. This is how I know I'm not ready to be an adult. Oh. Yeah. And I just... But it's weird because that's... That's almost always how it happens. Like, you'll be having a dream that you have to pee really bad. And you'll wake up and you have to pee really bad. Or you'll be having a dream where you are peeing. And then you wake up and you are peeing. Uh, Please tell me that's not just me. Because the more I say it, the more I think it is. Oh my god, I'm going to have to go ask my friends if it's just me. Am I going to have to see a doctor? I'm scared to go to sleep at night now. I'm scared to go to sleep. What if I pee again? How many times? How many sheets? <laughs> it's like the episode of SpongeBob where he was like, How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? That's going to be my washer and dryer at me. I think it's just 2020 as a whole. 2020 just sucks so bad. It's actually scared me so bad that I'm literally peeing myself. Wow. I have reverted back to kindergarten. I have decided against asking my friends if they've ever pissed the bed as adults because I just have a feeling that I know what they're going to say. I just have a feeling that they're going to either say no or, yeah, once when I was drunk off my ass and you know what no I've never been drunk I've you know sober woohoo drive sober get pulled over click it or ticket anyway um while everyone else my age is busy well my age they're not really sneaking out of the house they typically have apartments or dorm rooms But, um, you know, most teenagers are sneaking out of their houses and out of their bedroom windows to go to parties and meet boys and meet girls and have crazy times in the Walmart parking lot. But me, (laughs) I'm sneaking around my house trying to clean my sheets (laughs) from where I peed the bed. And I wonder why everyone thinks I'm weird. Oh, well, they're right. They thought correctly. They assumed correctly. I am, in fact, a weirdo. And that's okay. It makes for more entertaining stories like this. I mean, normal people wouldn't be able to tell you about how they peed the bed because they had a dream that they were on the toilet peeing. 
And a normal person wouldn't be able to tell you that they manifested their manager coming back from vacation. Hmm. Guess I'm just built different. <laughs> Guess I'm just a different breed. I'm not human. I'm crazy. Crazy Ira and the douche. Douche nation. God, I love Parks and Rec. That that TV show just awakened the comedian in my soul. Looking back at old videos and like pictures of myself, I've always been meant to entertain people. I've always been meant to be in the spotlight. Just Leo things. <laughs> but um that that show just really it changed my life. Not to get sappy, but now I want to be a star. So I can meet Amy Poehler and tell her how much I love her. Because she's amazing. And it's true. I do love her. There are so many people that I want to meet and tell them that I love them. But I just have a feeling that when I meet them... Because I've decided that I'm saying what I will instead of if I do... Um, so instead of being like, if I do become famous, I just say, when I will become famous. You know, just little techniques that actually get you nowhere unless you get out and try. But anyways, um, I feel like when I meet these people, I'm just going to stand there and just stare at them in awe of just their beauty and their grace. But I highly doubt any of them will be Miss United States or Miss Congeniality. Ooh, pop my neck. Ooh, when I said that, it reminded me of the very first podcast trailer that I ever did that I ended up deleting because it sucked so bad. But it was... (laughs) Oh, excuse me. But it was called something along the lines of, like, popping shoulders zits. And I'm like, that's not how I want to be remembered. (laughs) That's not how I want. Now, I'm not like a big first impressions kind of person, but I just feel like that was a turn off. I mean, I do pop shoulder zits quite frequently, but that was not the first thing the listeners needed to know about me. (laughs) Now we're on episode like 23 or 24. I don't know. I don't know what's happening anymore. And, you know, now you guys were well-established, so I can tell you that. But yeah, I'm not a huge first impressions person, because I don't think they matter. I mean, in some some circumstances, they obviously do, but in uh, a lot of circumstances, they don't. Now, obviously, you're supposed to be, like, nice to everybody, but, you know, it is what it is. I don't want my first impression to be popping shoulders, it's... But if it is, and you're still here, eh, I must have done something right. <laughs> must have done something right. Maybe I'm not as weird as I thought. No, I'm a total freaking weirdo. But it's cool. I have been described as the coolest 19-year-old you'll ever meet by my coworkers who are, like, 50. And I'll take it. I love it. I love them. They love me. And we both have wonky knees. I'm a poet. 
Now I'm just, this is just the part of the podcast where we have, you know, 10 seconds left and I'm just trying to filibuster my way through it. Look at that. We made a full circle, people.